So Milo's going to tell you all about yeah. Ned Kelly. Such is life. Yeah. Yeah. Been doing a little bit of research on Ned Kelly. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah. So to really right. acquaint, acquaint myself with this great nation's history. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now, if any of you have been to any of the uh, TF live shows in Australia, uh, we have been doing a segment called Australian Excellence, <laughs> uh, where we read your local news and we find some of your greatest examples of people living their truest Australian lives. Now, mm. um, I have found an Australian Excellence uh, in Ned Kelly's early life, which I think is, you know, the, the equivalent of nine news 1877 <laughs> <laughs> kelly was arrested in benola for riding over a footpath while drunk the following day is <laughs> it the the original hoon <laughs> <laughs> the following day he was involved in a brawl with four police officers who were escorting him to court two of the officers involved were constables alex fitzpatrick who was a friend of kelly and tom lonigan who had grabbed kelly by the testicles during the fracas <laughs> <laughs> Kelly was found guilty of being drunk and disorderly, resisting arrest and assaulting a police officer. He was fined and released. It really hurts when a guy grabs your balls and you're, <laughs> yeah, you're the yeah. one who gets done for assault, yeah. you know? Ned, Ned Kelly being like, I think I know exactly how I'm going to stop that from happening again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Starting the tin plate armor with yeah. the balls. <laughs> Iron pants Kelly, they call it. Uh, so this is sort of when he begins his his career of outlaw behaviour. Yeah. On the 2nd of January 1879, police used the Felons Apprehension Act to obtain warrants for the arrest of presumed Kelly sympathisers for aiding the outlaws. 30 men were arrested in the following days and 23 were remanded in custody. Among the leading Kelly sympathisers who were held were Tom Lloyd Jr., Jimmy Quinn, Wild Wright and Joe Ryan to Mr. and Mrs. Wright, a son, Wild. Um, <laughs> over a third were released within seven weeks due to a lack of evidence. No. <laughs> 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 but a core of nine sympathizers had their remand renewed on a weekly basis for almost three months, despite the failure of the police to produce evidence for a committal hearing. So this was kind of the start, I think, of the public turning against the police <laughs> in, the, in the Kelly affair. Um, yeah. And so basically they go around, they go all around the bush. They're robbing banks everywhere they go. And uh, eventually they go and rob a bank in Gerald Derry, if I'm saying that right, uh, where uh, Kelly... Gerildery, okay. Gerildery. Well, no, you're right the first time, don't you? Gerildery. <laughs> you nailed it. Gerildery. Don't listen to them. They've been baked <laughs> by the sun. No, come on now. And he writes this really long letter to get published yeah. in the mm-hmm. newspaper, all about his exploits. It's kind of the first post, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered by literal post. Yeah. And I just, I pulled this excerpt from it because I really enjoyed it. He calls the Victorian police a parcel of big, ugly, fat-necked, wombat-headed... <laughs> Big-bellied, magpie-legged, narrow-hipped, splaw-footed sons of Irish bailiffs or English landlords. That's so good. <laughs> and I think anyone who's dealt with an English landlord <laughs> will tell you that that's correct. Fucking destroyed them. Oh, my God. And roasting them in the GCs. Oh, Terrible. Come collect your boy. <laughs> There's a, another story. I don't know if you maybe you're about to get to this one, but there's another story of a reporter who, from the exact opposite end of the spectrum, mm. was like, the Kelly gang are a damn menace yeah. going around mm. robbing people. How dare they upset the, the landowners yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote, in, talking about, like, oh, my local constabulary, though, they'd be able to stop the Kelly gang. Cause yeah. This, 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 this. And Ned I Kelly... when the police were odd. <laughs> <laughs> Ned Kelly read the article and was like, cheers for the tips. And he, he roped that guy's down. <laughs> Using oh, the information. Imagine that, like, the author, like, bootlicking so hard. Yeah. And, like, my, our fucking cops, you would not believe how handsome, yeah. big dicked, and competent they are. Here is their plan, if they, you ever come. 
Yeah. So make sure you don't do it around dinner time. Yeah. We would absolutely don't be bring your dogs to our town. They'll yeah. shoot any dogs you've got. Um, so, in response to this, uh, the, the banks of Australia start getting a bit uppity and they start offering rewards of increasing value for the gang's capture. And eventually, you've got a, a total offer of a reward from various banks and local governments being offered of £8,000. Mm. It's the largest, largest reward in Australian history at the time. Um, and then, at this point, there, there's like an informer in the gang. who's this guy called mm. Sherriot. And uh, he, they kind of work out that he's an informer. He's under police protection in a hut. The gang okay. estimated that the policeman inside, so they go, they basically they go and they shoot all of the cops. Uh, well, no, they shoot Sherritt, they yeah. shoot like one of the cops, and then the rest of the cops, because they're so hard. What yeah. they do <laughs> is they go and hide in a bedroom upstairs. <laughs> and they don't actually come out for like an entire day after the gang have left because they're worried that it's a trick and they're actually waiting for them outside. Oh, that's so funny. Exactly. Um, so after this, the gang estimated that the policeman inside Sherritt's hut would relay news of his murder to Beechworth by early Sunday morning, prompting a special police train to be sent up from Melbourne. Mm -hmm. They also surmised that the train would collect reinforcements in Benalla before continuing through Glenrowan, a small town in the Warby Ranges. Mm. There, the gang planned to derail the train and shoot dead any survivors, then ride to an unpoliced Benalla where they would rob the banks, set fire to the courthouse, blow up the police barracks, release anyone imprisoned in the jail, and generally play havoc with the entire town all for not letting a guy drive drunk that's what <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, don't mm, mess mm. with the who yeah, yeah. Right. it's our culture yeah. become ungovernable <laughs> and so this is when they built their suits of bullet repelling armor each yeah. complete with a helmet and weighing about 44 kilograms so wow. imagine they're like <laughs> robocop yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the armor was designed to provide protection for the outlaws as they stood on top of an embankment firing down any survivors of the train wreck there was no leg armor as it would hinder the outlaw's movement and wasn't necessary given the angle of any return fire up the embankment. Now, this is what I would like to call Ned Kelly's Achilles moment. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think if he was so... Well, whoever got shot in the leg. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he grab, get grabbed in the nuts by the cops? Like, <laughs> he toughened up his yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not concerned, my nuts are made of steel. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um... Uh, but it was not to be. A local man warned the police and they ambushed the gang mm. at the hotel in town. Mm. The four outlaws positioned themselves in the shadow of the veranda of the front of the hotel and opened fire when the police were about 30 yards away in the moonlight. The police returned fire and about 100 to 150 shots were fired in 15 minutes. Someone shouted there were women and children in the building and there was a lull in the shooting. Hare, was one of the gang, was wounded in the left wrist. Oh, sorry, no, I think it was one of the cops. Uh, yeah. And soon had to return to Benalla for treatment. Ned was wounded in the left hand and arm in his right foot. And here I've written, guy alert, <laughs> so one member of the gang was called Joe Byrne and he was shot in the leg and had to retreat into the hotel two hostages were also fatally wounded by police fire through the thin weather ball balls of the building how things have changed <laughs> <laughs> during a lull in the firing a number of hostages mostly women and children escaped from the hotel Kelly bleeding heavily from his wounds retreated behind the hotel and made his way out into the bush where police found his skull cap and rifle at around 3.30am right so police surrounded the hotel throughout the night with the firing continued intermittently. At about 5 a.m., and this is what the guy alert was for, Byrne was fatally shot in the groin while making <laughs> a toast to the Gelly gang in the bar. <laughs> now, they I were know drinking! This... <laughs> they were drinking? <laughs> I know this man was Irish, but yeah. there is no more spiritually British <laughs> thing to do than while being shot at, stand up to make a toast to yourself. <laughs> Before being shot in the dick and balls, yeah. <laughs> causing you to die. The right cops, out of 
running out of beer, being like, yeah. "Well, I guess it's time. We should we should head out." <laughs> it just seems very weird that these cops really have it in for the Kelly Gang's cock and balls. Yeah, yeah that's how they do. They're, they're like, like they're fire for like, Here you go, Ned. Yeah, yeah. And like, let's get him. He's he's toasting. Yeah. Aim lower. We hate the Kelly gang, but in a horny way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Ned Kelly's out the back in the bush. He's kind of like seriously wounded, but he's, he's mm. gathered his armor and his three handguns. I'm mostly doing the third one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came, it came out of the bush and attacked the police from their rear. Police returned fire as Kelly moved towards the hotel, staggering from his injuries, the weight of his armor and the impact of bullets on the plate iron, which he mm. later described as like blows from a man's fist. Kelly had difficulty aiming, firing, and reloading his weapons due to his injuries and limited vision through his helmet. This is a great vision here of what's going on. Guy in like Robocop armor, can't yeah. really see, has been shot like 19 times. Um, the gun battle lasted under half an hour, Dan and Hart providing intermediate covering fire from the hotel until Steele brought down Ned with two shotgun blasts to his unprotected legs and thighs. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Robocop, but if Robocop kept getting shot in the crotch. (laughs) Doing some beta testing on the no armor on the legs (laughs) idea there. (laughs) It's just not that much more to go, you know? You're like, oh, yeah, I'll go protect my nuts. And after the first guy got shot in the dick, I would be like, I should protect my dick now, right? Yeah, Yeah, you're in there like watching the first guy get shot in the dick, and you're like, do we have any more of that armor? (laughs) Surely it's not going to happen again. Surely. How many times can they shoot us in the dick? It's a one in a million shot. (laughs) Surely if I put this dog in front of my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... He, he, despite having 28 gunshot wounds and it being the 1800s, somehow he survives to stand trial in Melbourne uh, through what I can only assume is pure spite mm. in front of Sir Redmond Barry. Kelly was convicted of the willful murder of Lonergan and sentenced to death by hanging. After handing down the sentence, Barry concluded with the customary words, may God have mercy on your soul, to which Kelly replied, I'll go a little further than that and say I'll see you where I go. Barry was to die of natural causes only 12 days after Kelly's execution. 